Welcome back to the second half of season two of Behind the Counter. I'm Christine DeVita, and from across the Hudson River is my longtime friend and business partner, Keith Hancock. Today's episode, Which Way to the Poor, we discuss New York City COVID restrictions, the restaurant industry and how they combat unions, Chipotle's robotic chip maker, Chippy, and how to prepare your restaurant for Halloween. Christine, so good to be back. It certainly is a spooktacular time as we go into Halloween and fall, my favorite time, my birthday, which just recently passed. I had to point that out. Yeah. 30, 32 years old. 32. Look at you. Yeah, Looking look fresh, man. More like 42. But, you know, how, was your, uh, how was your birthday? You know, all I did was um, really nothing. It was a very much a 42-year-old birthday. Very different than my 32-year-old birthday. I remember when I turned 32, um, I wound up at some club down in the West Village, and I didn't want to go out, and someone I was working with made me go out. And by the end of the night, we were we told this group of hot girls that I was. they wanted to be rich, like a lot of people who come to New York City. And the, the guy that I was with was a very flamboyant gay manager that I worked with at the time, great guy, and he, started, he could sell, so he started telling them that I was a producer from MTV. Oh, I got a, we lived this whole lie to the point where he went and he was like writing down my a fake number and blah, blah, blah. Like he really talked it up good. So much oh, has geez. changed. Last night I went out and got pizza. So, <laughs> so we should so, call this your birthday episode. Mm-hmm. This is my, my boo birthday, Halloween, whatever it is. But glad to be back. You know, falls really is my favorite time of year. And now I get to do one of my most favorite things. And that's hang out with you and talk to our awesome listeners. Who I've that's missed it. dearly. Yes. And, um, you know, I appreciate it to the people that have been reaching out to us, you personally, me personally, asking us when we're going to get this kicked off again. That's yeah. very, very uplifting to hear. So we're glad exactly. that you enjoy listening to us. And we're Thank back. Thank you, guys. We are back. We are back and we're back with a vengeance. There's so much to talk about and so much to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to kick it off with the unions, right? See, here's my opinion about unions, right? They have their place. And I think that they kind of work for trades and things that actually matter, you know, like those types of jobs. I'm not saying that restaurant jobs don't matter. That kind of came out wrong, but like having a, some, a barista at Starbucks make your latte, that's a nice to have. That's not a have to have. The pipe fitter, the guys laying the road down, you know, building shit, that's a need to have. That's a have to have. Exactly. And part of what frustrates me about the union is, and it's, it's not that their jobs aren't important. Shit, that's what I've done most of my life. The union actually is ultimately people who take advantage of them. Food service union is very, very different than a lot of those trade unions and what they can really bring and what they can do. And I think that it's important at this present time for companies, especially big companies or small companies, to really look and see what's going on out there. Have you ever had a combat union when you were down there on the ground floor in ops? No, because unions didn't exist when I was in ops pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. It was unions. I have a huge problem with unions in the restaurant industry. I think it's unnecessary, and I think they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Um, I applaud the unions in, um, you know, with regards to labor unions, contractors. Mm-hmm. I think that's where unions work, and that's where they're mm-hmm. needed. In the restaurant industry, no. You know, and I am all for Starbucks bringing legal action and, you know, doing whatever they could do to stop these unions because it's just absolutely ridiculous at this point. 
It really is. It's for me, it's a mindset. Because you and I would never even think about going into a union at that age, never. 20, never. teenager, 20 years old. Exactly. Flip it off, mm-hmm. quit the job, go to something else, or just make it work. Yep. But the mindset now, it's the sense of entitlement with these newer generations. And mm-hmm. this is what's driving these unions. And for me, I think it's ridiculous. And if you don't like a job, you can quit. Quit and go find right. a new industry. Because you're not going to change anything. You yeah. know. And I'm a huge Starbucks fan. And, you know, I, I back them 120% Starbucks with combating mm-hmm. these unions. I think it's ridiculous, man. I really do. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that annoys me about those, these particular unions is they're almost like pyramid schemes or Ponzi right. schemes, you know. They right. come in, they muscle their way in through the employees, they get the employees to vote, and they, you know, they, they, they lie about different ways to get employees names on um, union cards, you know, they say, here, sign this, or they, you know, or they, they have people within the place that they've basically taken on and they start muscling other employees. And it's just crazy. And I'm not getting get into all those particulars, especially a company like Starbucks, I'm sure has done their diligence to educate on a deeper level than we're going to get into here in 30 minutes. But the thing that I would urge business owners to do and managers is if you're not getting educated, self-educate right. you know, and start to look for the signs because the biggest sell that you can have is number one, running a good business where people want to work. So this way that's, that's part of it. Number two is knowing what you can say to your staff and educating them. So this way that they are this way that they know that they're going to be getting ripped off because ultimately that's what it is. You know, they're good. They're just going to rip them off. And these, these unions are like anybody that wants you to get to sign up for anything, the amount of money that they need, they need more money to come and flow into right. their, into their coffers. Right. You know, I used to, even though it is a steady stream of money because they wind up taking a hundred bucks sometimes a week or one fifty biweekly out of a Starbucks employee's check, which let's say they're doing 40 hours at, let's say the minimum wage is 15, right? After taxes, yeah, what's that? It's 15 what do they take in New York home City. Bi-weekly? After exactly. taxes, five, 600. Now you're going to knock them out for another hundred bucks. Um, I used to work for a director. So I was, I went through a union battle when I was with a company back in 2009 and we won. They didn't get one single vote in the restaurants that they were trying to unionize. And that's the right. other thing too, is they can unionize different stores. A lot of people, a lot of where these headlines are written, sometimes it looks like, like Starbucks might've just unionized and that's right. how Starbucks is, but it's individual LLC. And, um, I remember working for a director and he was like, we we're going against it. He's like, you know, unions are like guys, people who sell plots in a cemetery. They can only sell one because then you die and they got to keep getting people to die and more yeah. death to keep filling their coffers. It's like, that's a yep. pretty good analogy. So I certainly would urge people to self-educate. I applaud Starbucks and I'm glad to see that they're combating this. Um, and that's, but they are that's, bringing in a new CEO. They're bringing in a new CEO, Starbucks. Because well, the old CEO. He's an interim CEO, Howard Schultz. Um, He's going to be. Um, well, how he's going to be stepping down until yeah, he's going to be stepping down April twenty twenty three, but yeah. he's known for his blatant anti union stances. So, 
it's, right. it's unknown whether the new, uh, whether the culture will continue or it will change with the mm-hmm. new CEOs. Uh, I think his name is Laxman. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. He's a former PepsiCo executive. So he's going to be taken over as the CEO for Starbucks. So I'm hoping this, this guy likes him. Yeah, we I did. So was, it was like Schultz, someone else. And now they're bringing him back to combat the union. But yeah. Schultz has always yeah. been there on some capacity. He's always know? pulling the strings behind the behind the curtain. hundred percent. Yeah. I think I said in the episode, he was like, um, he was like the old man on that show on HBO. God, what was that show we both liked? Succession. Secession. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That you turned me on to that show. I was like, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a fan. I can't wait till the next season starts. I'm all over that show. I'm counting down. So anyway, moving along, um, some of our listeners might've known, and I know we gave out some shirts. They remember Cove Hall, right? Cove Hall. Yes. Cove Hall. So I officially wanted to take the knife out and stab Cove Hall in the chest. We're done. We're we're done. done. The pandemic is done. Um, New York City is is actually lifting all restrictions in terms of vaccination and all that other BS that came along. Well, you know why? Because the elections are in November. So right, she needs her. Uh, she's going up against Lee Zeldin. So, and he's a yeah, Republican. I saw. I saw. So, so we'll, we'll see, see how, how that, that works goes. out. But but yeah, you notice how gas down. prices are down too now, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm paying three oh nine again, and I'm happy. I'm like, this is great. But yeah, yeah Cove, Cove Hole is done. Um, New York City is lifting the restrictions, and um, as far as our uh, our uh, fearless leader, President Biden, mm-hmm. COVID's done. It's over with. COVID's done. So let's move it's on. It. He made an announcement from his basement. Yep. It's done. Talk a little bit about Chippy. Uh, remember him? And I actually... Oh, uh, yes. We, we talked we about him in a previous episode. We did. Yeah. And then the other thing, Flippy and Chippy. Flippy yes, was, Flippy and Chippy. Guy. So yep. I just wanted to update because I, I find this interesting and any other restaurant nerd would because this is going to be where our future is headed. And I just... Side note, I just ate at Chipotle for dinner tonight. How um, was it? Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I think, I think, I think Listen, I'm a life. huge fan of Chipotle. Only because I am, their food could taste whatever. I'm still a fan. And I, I, you know, I dine at them very, I would say maybe three times a year, I'll pick something up. Mm -hmm. But I'm just in awe how they just got them. And I say it every time we talk about them, how they got themselves out of that mess that they were in. I mean, they They had a double whammy. They had E. coli. They had the CEO who got caught up in a drug bust with, dealing coke or whatever mm-hmm. he was doing and it just kind of like it was a domino effect with them oh yeah and they they're still on top man i'm telling they you and now a thousand dollars a share they're left there with like Amazon. yeah um, they got a great pr company they do a and you know PR what else company. they have a great they have a cult following and the other thing with them yes. to go off on the starbucks or the starbucks chipotle part of is um aside from all that stuff that hit top headlines it's amazing what how they get effed around on the local like you know they got new york city banged them out for like 50 million dollars for yep. in not following the new fair work week guidelines and i mean that's yep. just in new the york labor city. issue that they had yeah i don't know how many chipotles yeah. they have now as i'm saying it right now i've been taught by some people it's chipotle i guess i always said chipotle i don't know chipotle, but yeah. uh, well, personally 
I don't have. If you ever had Dos Toros, I'm a Dos Toros guy. I, I love Dos Toros. I and you know who else I'm in love with? Most Southwest Grill. Most Southwest of Grill is good. Love Most Southwest Grill. Love yep. them. Absolutely love them. But uh, but you know, it's, uh, Chipotle has officially announced that they're testing Chippy, and yes. they're, they're they're looking at it in some California restaurants. Yeah, which makes sense because I think minimum wage there is $150 an hour now. So I'm joking. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because it's I'm, California. Yeah, it's <laughs> California, and they're taking them. They're replacing employees with robots. Um, I can't. That was just, I guess, a bad joke. It's <laughs> actually going to uh, this month in October in mm-hmm. Fountain Valley. Uh, they're going to test yep. out Chippy. They are. So for those of you who don't know what Chippy is, Chippy is an autonomous kitchen assistant mm-hmm. made by Misa Robotics. Um, and Chipotle has already tested Chippy's ability to make and season its own tortilla chips with salt and lime at its headquarters uh, in Irvine, California. So they're going to implement this, from what I understand, um, this month in their Fountain Valley location. Right. So, so um, we'll see where Chippy goes. The thing that I just realized I got to do when we stop recording is find out if um, Miso Robotics is a publicly traded company. See it is. And you know who else is dipping into Misa Robotics? White Castle and Buffalo Wild Wings. They're testing out some automated stuff from Misa. Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't, I don't know anything about them. White Castle, you can almost see it. You know what I mean? They just sit there flipping those little burgers all day. Also, Chipotle, it's piloting a new kitchen management system that uses machine learning to predict demands for its ingredients in order to improve fresh, freshness and minimize food waste. Okay. The system is designed by Presitaste. It's being tested at eight restaurants in Orange County. Interesting. Interesting yeah. how they're doing it all in California, too. Yeah. I wonder if that does have something to do with the rising cost of labor. It is, because restaurants, Starbucks is doing it, Panera Bread and McDonald's are starting to test stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they have been testing automated drive through ordering to cut down service times. Mm-hmm. Um and Starbucks has unveiled its new system for more efficiently making coffee, uh, cold coffee drinks, uh, brewing drip coffee and serving food. So everybody is going to robotics. The rise of labor is now driving these companies to think of new and innovative ways. Mm, they're going and after it. Robotics is it. And we all saw it coming years ago, um, but COVID yeah. kind of just sped everything up. Yeah, this might be one of those things. It's funny, right before, um, I remember, you know, 2020 going into the friggin' toilet bowl. My brother-in-law yeah. texted me and sent me a thing of Flippy, and I was like, ah, that's years away. And then COVID happened. And now it's like, not years away. But like we said, well, we'll look, see look where at this all these, gonna... Look at all these <laughs> restaurant shows that they're going to, Javits Center, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's all it's all robotics. It's all autom- automation. It's all how to streamline operations and cut labor costs. Yep. You know, and, and unfortunately, it affects, you know, it affects the workers. But at the end of the day, these companies got to make money, man. The thing that I wonder is, like, how far down it'll stem or will it work its way into fine dining? You know, or will that always have to be preserved as a chef prepared meal? Or this I'm just hoping might be not for the be- big dogs. Yeah. You know, the people, because when you really think about, oh, let's just call it White Castle, right? Or Chipotle, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's food and that's a restaurant. But to me, it's more like going to 
I don't know, the Nike store. You're mm-hmm. looking for them to produce a product. The only difference is they make that product in the same place that you consume it and buy it. Right. So that's that's right. why I'm thinking it might just go there, you know? When you, yeah. if, if they do it in fine dining restaurants, that'll be terrible because that'll take away the art of what culinary is. Right. And, I'm hoping they don't they, they don't find its way into fine dining in any capacity. Mm-hmm. I could see I mean, look at now. You got your Applebee's, your TGI Fridays, your Chili's. They have the uh, the payment system, uh, the payment computer on the table now. So yeah. you're ordering through that. You're paying through that. And that's just going to evolve from there. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just going to need food runners, if that. Yeah. That's you funny don't need a server to take your order, your order anymore. I was working for Applebee's at the time, and we were the last franchise to put those things on the table because the franchise owners hated them. Okay. And then we'll never do that because that's what separates us from McDonald's and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they raised the minimum wage and that shit was on the table the next day. <laughs> it was like, let me yeah. dust it off yeah. and let me plug them in and throw them on the tables. <laughs> so, you know, it does boil down to dollars and cents at the end of the day. They're like, throw them on the table. Servers now have eight table stations. <laughs> we have um, to talk about something a little different. Mm-hmm. Right to get away from the automation scheme of things, um, you have three men in Jersey in a deli. Yes, that, so deli tried to recruit me to be their director of operations <laughs> in like twenty twenty. I swear, to were God. they going to hook you up with some of that scheme that was involved? a recruiter <laughs> called me and I don't know what it was. So they're like, "Oh, it's Heart. What is it called? Heartland." As soon as I saw, it, I almost I was blown hometown away. Hometown deli, hometown, hometown deli, deli. Right? hometown deli. It's down in like South Jersey on like the Philly side and okay. they're like, it's a growing thing and it's a big company. They, and they, these guys tell them, I don't even remember what recruiter it was. They got like $50 million and blah, 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 blah. And I Google it. I'm trying to find it. And I'm like, it's, it's an F in Delhi. Right. They, and they want me there. Like, we're going to bring you on as the CEO. And I remember, and I'm like, something just does not smell right with what's going on down here. Like, unless they're, the they're going to expand, expand and yeah. become a chain I don't understand how mm-hmm. you would be. I mean, and you have all the capabilities in the world to be a kick-ass CEO. I mean, look how you are with with our two companies, right? Yep. But a deli, right? Well, I was like, like some shit's going down. Like, you know, it's funny. And <laughs> when I saw that, I I got to dig up. I actually did when I saw that. I started looking for my emails. I couldn't find them. I was like, I know I got an email from this fucking recruiter. And uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know, something's not right. Like, what would they have done to if they filled that position? how could they have boxed that person in to be a scapegoat or something? You know what I mean? Cause you know, that's why, why would they want to bring someone from the outside and saddle them in that type of role? There had to be something been, scheme going you on. You would have called me and been like, Chris, I got the FBI at my house. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like, come, yeah. come help my wife bail me yeah. out, man. I got the FBI in my house. <laughs> maybe, maybe they filled the role. Maybe, maybe that guy is going up to, to some minimum security white collar prison while these guys walk scot-free. You I know, can't. So I don't know. I can't. Who knows? It'll be an interesting story, but they were doing all sorts of crazy shit, these guys. $100 million in stock market. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. And it's crazy. three men. So we'll just name them. James Patton, 63, of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yep. Peter Cocker Sr., 80, of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And Peter Cocker Jr., 53, of Hong Kong, were yeah. charged with 12 counts, including conspiracy to commit securities fraud. Yeah, securities fraud and conspiracy to manipulate securities prices. Yep. 
And then if you wow. look at the bottom of the article, these two, the father and son deal, this isn't their first merry-go-round. They already right. got a record. Right. So it's just interesting. You know, like the, the article is kind of vague, but I'm like, what the, like, how did they fall into this whole deli thing? We've right. got to talk about something that's happening in, our, in the time of year. And as we're opening up in fall, it, it's certainly, like I said, it's spooktacular time to be back. Yes. And, you know, we want to talk a little bit to our listeners and to those people who own private restaurants and think about, to me, this is the first year Halloween is back, right? And oh yeah, I think that restaurants, have you ever, well, let me start off with this. Have you ever been to the West Village on Halloween? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah when I worked shit. in the city all the time, yeah. I was in the that West is, Village. That is a night. That is like New Year's Eve of West Village down there. Yes, it is. Um, it is. And it's the, crazy. You know, they right. take it so seriously. Oh, they do. They do the oh, parade and all that stuff. And yeah. I've got to tell you, they've really turned it into like, it, it's they've extended the holiday into adulthood. So I think our listeners need to certainly be aware of that and think about what they're doing in our, in their restaurants and bars. You right. Know, it's, a, it's a very adult, very party and very sexual holiday. Now. You know, it's how yeah, sweaty it can I look? It is. And these um, costumes are, are evolving every year. I could tell you that much. They, they are evolving before you know it. The costume is going to be naked. What are you dressing up as? Well, I'm, dr- I'm actually dressing down. <laughs> I'm dressing down. <laughs> like the girls in Times Square. They're back out. That's how you know COVID's oh. over. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just, just in Times Square. That place gets crazy, too. First time I was in that area in quite some time, actually. Um, but just, you know, we just want to give our listeners some great pointers and think about we, we always want to see who's listening to us capitalize on sales, right? So we give a little yeah. free consulting advice. And yep. As stupid as this is, it needs to be, say, have cool decorations. Don't go to the dollar yeah. store. Make it Don't look Don't get authentic. cheesy decorations. Yep. Exactly. Have spooky exactly. specials. You know, if you're a nicer place and people get a kick out of this, I'll never forget. I was in St. Lucia one year for Halloween. And this resort, even though it's an American holiday, technically, they had, like, fingers. Like, all the desserts was, like, eyeballs and shit. It was different kinds of cake. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it would look like an eyeball, and you'd bite into it, and it was, like, a striadel. Like, that's how right. crazy. You know what I mean? All wrapped around however they right. did it. So. Think about that stuff. Leave a Because, again, these holidays, like Valentine's Day and things like that, it's how you capture further sales down the line, you know? So if you can do something like that, that's what people's going to remember. They're going to remember the experience and they're going to come back more often. A lot Absolutely. of bars I've seen do raffle nights. Yes. Um, I've seen sluttiest costume contests and that sort of thing. Hey, listen, if, if you're at a college bar, if you're down in New Brunswick, New Jersey by Rutgers, it works. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's it. That, you that's make it. That money. Um, throw a Halloween party, advertise it. Don't just open up yeah. Halloween, throw a Halloween party. Get that's your team it. to dress up. Know what the other, know what the other people around are doing. You know, analyze the competition. Make sure you have the coolest thing going on. I would also recommend picking a theme for the night, more so if you're a bar than a restaurant. You know, so maybe right. maybe maybe it's Halloween with the Munsters or Adam's family or something. Um, I don't know. I can tell you what the bar is the next town over from me in Westfield, New Jersey. The guy who wrote the Adams Family is from there. So oh wow! Nuts just because of that, yeah. Um, so if you're in Westfield, New Jersey, you got your stuff down. 
make it memorable for kids, you know? Um, yes. And I'll tell you right now, if, if I owned a restaurant, well, first I would talk to my lawyer and see what liabilities are involved and how to execute this. <laughs> then I would call my produce company and I would have those little cooking pumpkins dropped off. Well, I'd probably paint. And oh, for the whole yeah, yeah, week, yeah. every kid gets a friggin' like little disposable paint set and they can sit at the table and they can paint while the, while the kids are waiting. If I had that kind yes. of restaurant, if I'm running, yep. um, you know, the Ritz Carlton, I'm, I might not go that route, but if I'm running Joe's bar and grill down in Trenton, New Jersey, I think I might try it out. Um, I think that's all I got. Let's see. I got here. some Did things. You- that's here. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. God. I'm no, sorry. it's all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wanted, I wanted you, I wanted you to. I mean, this is more from our our sister company, Salted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they had brought some things to our attention to uh, mention on this episode. You know how to bring Halloween to your restaurant, right? So a couple of their ideas are uh, host a week of Halloween promotions, right? Mm-hmm. So free drink with your order. 31% off select side of entree and you get the 31%, right? Um, buy one cocktail, get one free. Um, do a Halloween happy hour. Um, free side with your order or, you know, and or dress up in a costume for a free entree. Um, but you want to be sure to promote your restaurant's up- upcoming specials on social media platforms, printed flyers, email campaigns, however you get the word out to your customers through your app. Start pushing them out. And the key to this is plan accordingly, right? So now is the time to have your plan in place, ready to execute for the next week, right? For Halloween. Um, Change some menu items um, to Halloween-themed puns, like soups could be witch's brew or vampire stew, bowls or monster mashup, pizza, mummy pizza. You know, drinks could be devil's potions or vampire blood. Um create a specific cocktail list just mm-hmm. for Halloween, uh, maybe limit it to three to five drinks, um, come up something, um, you know, using mixes and liqueurs that you already have on hand and get, mm-hmm. make it fun and get creative. And to what you said, decorate your restaurant. Don't be cheap. Go all out, make it look nice. Do not go to the dollar store. Like you said, and there was another great idea. What happened? I said even five below. You got to be at Party City. Yeah, I've never been to Five Below. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put it out there right now. I've never been there. What is Five Below? I mean, I see it all over the place. I've been there. You can buy good cleaning shit there for your house cheap. You know what I mean? All right, I'm gonna. It's it's basically it's like the the, it's the Saks Fifth Avenue of the dollar store. Got it. Okay. Another really great idea, and I know you're gonna love this murder mystery meal kit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Right. Murder mystery meal kit. And you know what's really good? I mean, to go ahead and drive the whole community atmosphere is partner with a local business for Halloween treats. Mm -hmm. Okay? Regardless of a holiday event, your customers enjoy seeing the businesses participate in the community, right? Mm -hmm. So if your restaurant is looking to include some Halloween treats without altering its menu during October, consider partnering up with a local bakery or catering service to come up with a range of Halloween desserts like decorated cupcakes, brownies, or other spooky treats. And that, that helps you network with the businesses around you, especially small businesses. Absolutely. You know, and that, and you know, as uh, no pun intended, as we get to that bewitching hour, 
uh, we get, as we're closing out, and we're going to put a bow That's on it. it. Um, that was a good point, it, Christine. You know, there's, there's a thing out there in the restaurant business. More restaurants around you, better competition, better sales. Doesn't necessarily mean that a Absolutely. restaurant opening next to you is going to hurt your sales. It will actually oftentimes help your sales. You so with it. that, Christine, it was, has been great seeing you. I'm so glad to be back doing this. I'm glad to be able to produce this out for our listeners. I think that brings us to the end of the end of the end of the half hour. Top of the half hour. It does. Top of the half hour. So, folks, thank you for listening. Please check us out on Apple and Spotify podcast and YouTube. Today's episode was brought to you by Salted, a creative company. The Salted team understands that website and app development can be especially complex. Design, information, and technology need to be flawlessly integrated to provide a great user experience. The Salted team will use their experience and expertise in design, usability, programming, SEO, social media marketing to confidently help you achieve all of your goals. 